And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Dick Batista Logan, my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we want to welcome you to our program here, Lamb and Lion Ministry, and The Truth Will Set You Free. We're excited about today's program as we're going to be talking about war and the economy. So stay tuned to today's program. And those of you following us on social media, hey, why don't you share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before I continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we know we're in dark and difficult times. Uh, war in the Ukraine is uh, having reverberations across the world. We lift up those people, Lord, and we pray for safety for the Ukrainian people, Lord. We know you're perfect will is in all things, and we do know, Lord, that you have a destination for human history. We pray that uh, we'll put our faith and trust in you during this difficult time, and we thank you in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Again, you tuned into a truth will set you free. Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about war and the economy. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, brother. How are you guys in sunny Florida? You know, we're doing fantastic, Nathan. It's bike week here, so there's thousands of uh, Harley motorcycles roaring through our city as we speak. <laughs> oh, that's nice because it's cold here in, in Texas. So it sounds like it'd be nice to get down there in Florida and bike about. And, uh, although I hear uh, it's uh, not cheap to fill up your motorcycle anymore with gas, is it? Nathan, unfortunately, right now I'm going to have to borrow some money from you because <laughs> to fill up some of these motorcycles, they take premium gasoline. And the way the gas prices are going up right now, Nathan, it's not cheap. But it's good for the uh, for the city here because we really needed um, a little bit of influx of visitors in comparison to the last few years because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember growing up, Daytona was always the place to go for races and I didn't know they had big bike rallies. I, I saw you are representing Speedway Church and uh, sharing the gospel with people on their bikes as they came in. The, uh, man, I was impressed. You and your wife out there sharing the gospel with all those bikers. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, it's a great evangelistic opportunity. Uh, we have wonderful ministries also out here that we partner with, faith writers and some others. And they just go out there and they're called to minister to the bikers. And I'm not a, 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 I'm more of an enthusiast bike rider, but it's just nice to go out there with them and just share the gospel to these hundreds of thousands of people that will be here this week. And it's it's really nice, Nathan, how open some of these people are to the gospel. Well, how do you, uh, if, I, I know we have to get on topic, but for a second, I, I'm just curious, uh, how do you start a conversation with about Jesus? How, how do you transition from, hey, your motorcycle's awfully cool, check mine out, to, hey, do you know Jesus? How do you do that? Well, we start we start out with prayer. Uh, I approached uh, one individual and he had a patch uh, from Puerto Rico and I'm from the Dominican Republic. And I simply started a conversation. I said, hey, that's a nice patch you have there. Uh, and, and I said, I'm from the Dominican Republic. And immediately when you're riding a motorcycle and other people see that you ride and they, they, it's just a uh, they put down their guards and you're open to start our conversation. And then I just simply start from there by saying, you know, we're really praying for people's safety. And can I pray for you? And generally, Nathan, that's how it starts. And it's a, it's really a, a neat way. Okay. So after you pray for them, then you do what? Give them a Bible, a track? Uh, so, uh, we give them a track or we just try to start a conversation and see if it leads to them knowing the Lord. Uh, and if not, uh, we give them the opportunity or sometimes just handing them a track 
and letting them pray about it and think about it with more information, they can contact us. Oh, excellent. Wow, man, what a great outreach. Yeah, and a lot of these other ministries, they also have tons of tracks. We don't have a problem giving out their tracks at the end of the day. Uh, you know, we just want to point them to Jesus. But um, one ministry in particular, Faith Writers, really nice group of uh, guys. They give a small booklet called The Perfect Road, and it has a bike in the front. And basically, it's the Gospel of John. It's a little booklet with the Gospel of John and a presentation of the Gospel. Uh, and uh, people that want more information, there's a barcode there and they can call. So a lot of times we'll also hand out other ministries information as we just there uh, working together for the gospel. Excellent. Excellent. Man, that is exciting. Yeah, Nathan. So thank you for allowing me to share a little bit of that. And that's why anybody that rise or, or is interested they're in the area, they're more than welcome to get a hold of us. And we would love to connect with them for Bike Week as well as Biketoberfest. Those are some of the big ones in our area where we just have you have hundreds of thousands of people coming through here. <laughs> Biketoberfest. Great title. Yeah. So um, but Nathan, talking about, um, you know, update information as well as uh what we do in the ministries, we, you and I are evangelists, but uh, what else can people get a hold of with our ministry that also happens during the week? Well, absolutely. If, if this is your first time uh, interacting with Lamb and Lion Ministries, we're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in a number of different ways that most people recognize us from our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which airs on the major Christian networks. And through our website at ChristInProphecy.org, we invite you to check it out. We have a wealth of Bible prophecy information there. We want to help you get excited about Jesus' soon return. Uh, we are confident that he is returning soon. We don't know when, but the signs of the times point that we're getting closer. So uh, study up on the Bible. The Bible has so many prophecies. 500 general, 1 in 25 verses in the New Testament are all about the return of Jesus Christ. So uh, Jesus fulfilled all 100%, all 300 general prophecies and 109 specific prophecies about his first coming, then we can be guaranteed about his second coming. So check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. Mm, thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that information. Yeah, we encourage you guys get a hold of those resources. And of course, today's topic is that of war and the economy. And Nathan and myself, in our past programs, we have been talking about the situation that is presently taking place really globally uh, with the situation dealing with war. Uh, Nathan, people might be aware of the current war right now that we're talking about with Ukraine, but at one point you gave me some startling statistics that there's actually a number of various wars uh, happening around the world, but they're maybe not just as large as the one that we're focusing in right now. Yeah, most people seem to be focused on what's going on in the Ukraine, obviously. It's, it's major. I mean, it's just like how World Wars One and Two began. You start off with a small country, either, say, someone getting assassinated or uh, the Nazis moving into Poland, and you get weak leadership in the West, which we certainly have, uh, acceding to their demands and appeasing them, and then stepping back more, and the, the aggressor takes more and more land, and pretty soon you got a whole world at war. So that's kind of been the question that people have been asking. If you're curious, the last two podcasts that Vic and I did did discuss whether what's going on in the Ukraine. Is it the uh, World War III, as, as many people are asking? No, it is not World War III. Is it the Gog and Magog War of Ezekiel 38 and 39? No, it is not the Gog and Magog War. It's just, again, one Gentile nation after 
another Gentile nation, tragically. Uh, but it's all leading up to an end time scenario. So if you want more information about these, uh, Vic and I talked about it in extent in the last two episodes of The Truth Will Set You Free. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. But uh, the, the Bible does talk about wars and rumors of wars, and we're going to head over to Matthew chapter 24. And we would encourage you to follow along with us in your Bibles as we head there, because these are signs of the times. What we're noticing is the world is truly lining up to what Jesus told us will be taking place at the end time before he returns. And uh, we are we just want you to see clearly what scripture has to say and why we are seeing a lot of these on the headline news of wars and rumors of wars. Matthew chapter 24 describes to us a number of signs that we can expect before the return of the Lord. Nathan, can we go there to Matthew chapter 24? Maybe you can make it. Maybe you can open us up by reading Matthew 24 verses three through six, and now read uh, seven through eight. Excellent. Good selection. All right, so we have Jesus here, and he say, uh, says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Well, tell us, so when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, well, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Mm. And verse seven, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. Or these are the beginning of sorrows. Well, Nathan, you really uh, knocked it out of the park. I mean, uh, wars and rumors of war. And that's exactly what you've been sharing with us, Ukraine and now the, the rest of the world. But again, these are signs that the Lord told us about. Right. And, and let's give a little context here is that what we have is the apostles are with Jesus in Jerusalem and they're seeing the temple and for these backwoods Capernaum boys seeing the big city especially the temple was just absolutely amazing and Jesus then makes his prophecy that that the temple will be destroyed in three days and not one stone will be left upon another which shocks the Jewish people because they believe that God dwells within the holy of holies why would God allow the temple to be destroyed again and Jesus then says well um, here's the answer to your question, because they want to know. They want to know, well, when is this going to happen? When's the temple going to be destroyed? And history tells us that was 70 AD by the Romans. And what will be the sign of your coming? In other words, that the end of the church age, the rapture of the church. And then the third question is, in the end of the age, uh, uh, leading up to the second coming of Jesus at the end of the tribulation. And Jesus answers all three of these questions with 10 signs that point to his soon return. A little later in the passage, he'll explain that that these signs will come uh, in more frequency and more intensity, kind of he compares them to birth pains, the closer we get to his return. So this is the first one. He says is uh, people are going to come saying that, that they're Jesus or they're a Messiah or they're a, a false prophet. So the number one thing Jesus points out is, yeah, there's going to be a lot of false prophets. But the second sign, which is pertinent to our conversation, is this nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Even here where the term nation is, is ethnos, so it also entails ethnicity against ethnicity, and we're certainly seeing a return to ethnicities being, being at war with each other socially. And now we're also talking about world, uh, not just world wars, but national wars, uh, skirmishes. Uh, last I checked, there was 38 wars and skirmishes happening around the planet right now. We forget 
about what's going on in Nigeria as Boko Haram is, is, is sweeping across the country, killing the Christians, uh, the, where how China wants to take Taiwan. Uh, there's uh, even skirmishes where Canada's government against its own trucking uh, industry. I mean, it's it's continuing. And, and the Bible says that they would increase these wars and skirmishes would increase in frequency and intensity the closer we got to Jesus's return. Mm. And Nathan, and one thing that people don't understand is that with war also comes a price. It affects the economy. It affects everything more. I mean, the um, the, the the cost of building uh, uh, bombs and building ammo is it, just incredible. And we see the countries now putting the squeeze on each other where it comes to gasoline and when it comes to resources and sanctions and all that really is part of what we're noticing here. We see the world lining up in that direction. Yeah, most people, until the Ukraine uh, war started, they didn't really think much. I don't know about you, but I didn't sit around every day thinking, yeah, what's going on in the Ukraine? But uh, uh, if you look at what Ukraine provides, especially Europe and, and of course the world, they're the breadbasket of Europe. They provide a tremendous amount of food to most of Europe. They have many uh, precious metals, many uh, oil and gas reserves. The pipeline for Russia, the Europe that Europeans depend on, goes through the Ukraine. Uh, the Ukraine provide uh, all sorts of different industries that provide, say, for instance, processor uh, components for microchips. This, uh, they have the hardware that designs those microchips. So when, when a war breaks out in any one area, it affects the distribution chain throughout the world. And we've been seeing it here in the United States. Uh, I mean, as Biden announces that, well, OK, we're going to continue to sanction Russia. We're going to not take any Russian oil and coal and gas into the country. Not that we brought a lot in, but look how much it shot gasoline up almost a dollar in the last week. And economists are expecting at least 75 cents more for it to go up. And so that happens. When you were reading about the signs of the end times in verses seven and eight, uh, what we talk about when, when it does happen in the tribulation time period, a seven-year time period where God will judge the wor world through 21 judgments of his wrath, uh, the second judgment is a world war, basically World War III. And the end result is that the world's infrastructure will be so destroyed that the end result will be famine and pestilence and uh, continuing sorrows and disasters. So you're right, brother. War has tremendous consequences. And Nathan, that's why right now we're reading everywhere and we're seeing the prices of gas, like you mentioned, up to a dollar. I'm looking at a sign, a mobile gas, regular is 539 in some places, extra gas is 549 and, and Supreme is 567. I just came from a missions trip in the Dominican Republic uh, a few months ago and the gas prices there were, were 550 or gallon while they were here only three uh, 40 and I thought that was super high and now we have the same price as the people in the Dominican Republic so their gas price must be about seven dollars a gallon and it's just amazing how you're right it does affect the whole world well think too about people that in most of the world lives on subsistence living so uh, before the show when we were talking and you'd mentioned that what is it for your paycheck well if you're doing pretty well and you're, you're middle class, especially upper class, who seems totally disconnected from this, uh, you know, they're telling you, go buy electric cars like our uh, Buddha guy did. And well, what are electric cars run off? Electricity. And how is electricity generated? By gas and oil and coal and hydroelectric. So uh, prices of those goes up, too. So your electric car is going to be just as expensive to charge. But food prices. Uh, my wife is all this week when she comes home 
uh, from stopping at the store. She's shaking her head because the food prices have been astronomical. And that's on top of what's been going on with the inflation. So ever since we've been printing all this funny money to get out of the, um, the last pandemic, the pestilence. So here we read in the fourth, um, the fourth sign that Jesus gives here, because uh, pestilence or plague, and, and we've just come out of that. Well, we just popped right into another one. And so all our costs are going up exponentially, too. And for those who are middle class, and we can kind of take the brunt for a little while, I mean, what do we have to complain against people who are, are living paycheck to paycheck or who are living in agrarian economies and, and they don't have the, uh, the gas going up even 50 cents is, is devastating to their paychecks and to their way of life. Uh, this is serious. So when we look at the signs of the end times pointing to Jesus' return and after the church is raptured and the tribulation begins and there's that giant war that starts as the Antichrist consolidates his kingdom over the earth, the end result of that horrific war will be a quarter of the world population dead from that war and the famine and disease that comes from it. Brother, that's, that's a quarter of the world population. That's two billion people in today's numbers will die when that war happens. And Nathan, and that's why we want to encourage people to recognize that these are true signs of the time. Sometimes people are asking the question, well, is, is all of what happened in the Bible, is this biblical? Well, absolutely. You just have to open your eyes and really see how all this is coming together and how it is going to continue to move forward into the future. Again, my wife works at Walmart, Nathan. She started working there a few years ago. And every time we have this discussion about the prices of food going up, and it's just amazing. She says the only thing that don't go up are potato chips and junk food. No, <laughs> but yeah. chip well, go ahead. I'm yeah, I'm saying chicken and all the produce and everything else, Nathan, it's just amazing how expensive food is getting, but yet our paychecks are not getting any larger. No, and, and it's have you noticed too, let's go to Sam's or one of those uh, big uh, box marts, that they've been, because meat production has been so high and they're not selling meat, that they're starting to fill the empty cases with plant-based meat substitutes. Which again, this falls exactly to what the Great Reset and the globalists and the, uh, especially the environmentalists want. They want people eating less meat and they want us to be more vegetarians. Instead of leaving us alone and letting us make our own decisions, they're trying to choose even what we're eating. Nathan, and that's a very good point because our next passage that you and I were going to look at is actually Revelation chapter 6, <clears throat> verses 3 through 6. And as we're talking about, you know, uh, what people will be buying and selling in the time of the tribulation uh, and in those difficult times, again, it really points to what we see this world beginning to set itself up to uh, with Bible prophecy. And in Revelation chapter 6, uh, verses 3 through 6, Nathan, if you will go there with me, because I just think it's very interesting the way all these pieces are falling into place and people really need to see what, what direction all this is heading. This is not that there's a plan behind this. And that's the spirit of Antichrist that we see moving throughout our world. Uh, so Revelation chapter six, verses three through six. Uh, Nathan, you mind taking verses three and four and I'll take five and six. All right. I'll take the first, uh, excuse me, the second seal judgment. This again is during the tribulation. So that's the setting. This isn't now. This isn't what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. This is the Antichrist is let loose at the beginning of the tribulation. And this is what he does. Verse three. And when he opened Jesus, the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come and see. And another horse, fiery red, went out and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth 
that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. And verse 5 says, when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. And I looked and behold, a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales on his hand. Verse 6, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of chicken for a denarius. No, I'm just kidding. It says <laughs> a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. Interesting, Nathan, because you were just talking to us about, you know, this push to eat more grains and things like that. So it's just interesting the way that the things line up. Well, when you think about it, we live in a society where we can get meat very readily, but up and for thousands of years, to eat meat was a rarity. I mean, it was a special occasion. Only the rich could eat meat maybe two, three times a week if they were lucky. And so we are very, very blessed in this age, and we don't even realize it. But uh, what we're seeing here is, is that when the Antichrist, which he's the first seal uh, judgment, God releases him onto the earth. Uh, of course, uh, Satan's already always had an Antichrist in the works, uh, but at that his time will finally come, and Satan will eventually possess a one world ruler, and he will go out from Europe and conquer the world. And when he conquers the world, this is what we're seeing, the second seal judgment. It, we're talking about World War III here. And it, it can't be World War IV or V. Uh, we live in a time period where our technology could destroy all of humanity. And uh, Revelation, it, once you get into it further, will explain a lot of these judgments that happen. So we know that even uh, nuclear weapons will be unleashed during that time period because some of the judgments uh, are very uh, descriptions are first century man's explanation of nuclear weapons. So what's the result is you get to the third seal judgment, scarcity on the earth. Uh, and, and you read about it. it. It's where, of course, if you have war, I mean, look at the people in the Ukraine, for instance. We're watching a million and a half flee out of the country. And their biggest problem, food. I mean, countries yeah. all over the world are trying to send them food. They got to feed all these people. Well, You've got scarcity, money. They've lost all their possessions. They don't. They can't buy and sell it. They're not working. And what do you do? So what happens when you have a world war and it affects the entire globe? You have mass starvation. So much so. And here's where you get the the Bible saying here is that the people say, "Hey, a quart of wheat for a denarius." In other words, a uh, uh, basically what you can make from a loaf of bread will cost a day's work. So you work, you go out and you work an eight hour or whatever day, and you come home and all you had enough is just to buy a loaf of bread for your family. And then you got three quarts of barley. Barley is a cheaper grain for a denarius. It says, do not harm the oil and wine. In other words, these were the sustenance ingredients of food back in the first century. Bread, oil, and wine. You use that for everything that you made and cooked in. And they're saying here that these basic things are going to be so expensive that mass starvation will come across the world. And we read in later in Revelation that the end result will be a quarter of the world population dying from this war or starvation. Nathan, and of course, to put that into perspective, uh, like you're mentioning, it, it really is an astonishing thing because we are so blessed in this country and we thank the Lord for the United States of America, but people uh, right now will not even imagine us finding ourselves in such a dire situation. But the reality is that that can happen at any moment. I mean, you and I were discuss discussing earlier talking about our debt ceiling. And I said, oh, yeah, Nathan, I think we owe about $16 trillion. And you said $16 trillion. You told me I was living in the ice age. You said we're up to almost 30. 
not almost up to, we have passed as of January 2020, $30 trillion of national debt. We are at 146% of our gross domestic product. Uh, over the last two years, because of COVID, the government uh, printed 40% of all money that's flowing now was printed in the last two years. No wonder inflation has skyrocketed because the value of our money is useless. So people are trying to get out of it and go to Bitcoin and other bit currencies and uh, cryptocurrencies. And so uh, now the government's like, oh, we need to, to start clamping down on that somehow and, and get tax revenue and all of that. And, and you see how the world is, economies are shifting. Well, the United States can only print funny money as long as we are the go-to fiat currency of the world, and that's the petrodollar. Well, as countries try to move away to digital currencies, and if the American dollar is no longer the trade dollar for the world, what do you get? Well, you get America can't make its own funny money anymore. <laughs> you can't do that because there's no, there nobody's dependent on your economy anymore. So, But this problem isn't just the United States. Uh, I've only read of one country, and I forget it at the moment. I think it's Finland, but I have to double check. Every other country on the planet is drowning in debt. Dr globally, we have two-thirds more money out there than there's actually valuable commodity to back it, like gold or silver or, or, or real estate or something. So the entire world has a debt problem. And the Bible tells us that the, the economy the, of the world is going to collapse at one point, and then the Antichrist comes in and he's, he's going to fix everything. You know, he's the, the solution maker. They, they treat him like they did when Obama was running for his first term of president, like he's some kind of messiah. And uh, that's what the Bible prophesied. And brother, we are living in a time where we're seeing us stupidly barreling towards us and with such ignorance, like we can just spend until there's no tomorrow. Well, tomorrow will come and eventually all this debt will come due. And Nathan, and that is exactly uh, the reality of the time in which we're living in. And we just want to encourage those of you that are part of this program. I know that some of you might be asking, well, what is the solution? Well, one solution for right now is we need to continue to keep our trust, uh, place our trust in Jesus Christ. We need to look to him. We need to make sure that we have a personal relationship with him, because as we see all these things lining up, we believe the rapture of the church is at hand. Once we're gone, we're going to see this world unfold like never before. And these drastic things are just going to multiply. And Nathan, I just believe that towards the end times in the time of the tribulation, chapter 18 of the book of Revelation really just shows how all this is going to unravel at, 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 at an amazing speed. And uh, Revelation chapter 18, Nathan, if we go there, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I think this will bless people so that they can sort of see exactly where all this is headed. And John the Apostle paints this picture uh, for us in Revelation 18, they're beginning on verse 9. Nathan, will you be able to read for us verses 9 through 13 of Revelation 18? Absolutely. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linens and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, marble, cinnamon and incense, frankincense, oil and 
fragrant oil, wine and oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, chariots, and the bodies and souls of men. And Nathan, in verse 14, <clears throat> it says, And the fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all the things which are rich and splendor have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. Verse 15, the merchants of these things who became rich by her will, and notice it stands at a distance for fear of the torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, the great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and purple, for in one hour such great riches came to nothing, and every shipmaster and all travel by ship sailors, and as many as trade on the sea stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? And they threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships of the sea became rich by her wealth, for in one hour she is made desolate. And it's just a picture, Nathan, of the economy and the collapse of things. And uh, just it's going to be the world in shambles in the time of the tribulation. Yeah, by the time we, we get to this near the end of Revelation, we're near the end of the tribulation. And the Antichrist has set up his one world kingdom. He's, his capital city is Babylon. It, but it has two, uh, three elements. It has a religious element, a political element, and a financial element. And so after these wars and a lot of the disasters, the Antichrist is able through his capital, Babylon, to become an, a mercantile center of the world. But the Lord sends his angels down and destroys the city in one hour. So all these merchants, everybody who's been made money off her, uh, the whole materialism of humanity is, is destroyed, basically, because the entire economy and economic system collapses yet again. And Nathan, and, and thank you for putting that in perspective. And this is why we want individuals to sort of get an idea where everything is headed. Things are bad, but they're going to progress uh, worse when the rapture takes place, when the church is gone. We're going to see that that afterwards, all these things that the Bible talks about are going to be like a domino effect, how quickly all this is going to take place. And this is, this is why as Christians, we're not to live in fear, but we need to be men and women of faith. We have to be educated. We need to recognize what's really happening. We need to pray more for our leadership, for peace in our, in our world, but also for salvation. The people will come to Christ now while there is still time. We see all these indicators that the Lord is going to return soon. And we want you to make sure that you know where your destiny lies. Nathan, would you be able to maybe share with that person right now that's part of this program or will be in the future but doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, the urgency and how they can come to Christ even now? Well, now's not a time to fear, <clears throat> and I know many people are. Now's a time for faith. If you know <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus is your Savior, then you put your faith and trust in him. He is sovereign. He's got it all in control. He's got a purpose for the direction it's heading. But if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, then you're definitely living in fear because John 3.36 says that his wrath abides on you. Well, how do you get God's wrath off of you? You need to be forgiven by Jesus Christ. And you do that by stepping out in faith and praying from your heart, something like, dear Jesus, please, I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. Please forgive me of my sin and be the Lord and Savior of my life. And Jesus will forgive you of his sin. Your sins, the wrath, will have been placed on Jesus on the cross, and then you will inherit eternal life with him. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Hey, maybe that's you. If you have honestly right now trusted in the Lord from wherever you are, uh, let us know. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. You can call or text us uh, also via WhatsApp. We just want to rejoice with you and send you a Bible and some material so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we want to congratulate you on your decision. That is the best decision that anyone could ever make. And of course, we want to encourage you as well, find a good Bible teaching church, let them know you received the Lord, get baptized. And again, uh, we're excited because that's what this is all about. As we see this world, uh, the signs of the time and what's happening in this world, we're not to be men and women of faith, uh, of fear, excuse me, but men and women of faith. So we want to congratulate you on your decision. And of course, Nathan, again, there's a lot of things uh, happening in the world, uh, bad, but we also find that there's a lot of good happening. The gospel is going forth. Uh, people are coming to Christ. But again, uh, the, the, the situation in America, we need to continue to pray and we need to get out there and make a difference in our communities uh, because, again, these are challenging times in which we're living in. So, Nathan, again, thank you so much for, again, opening up the scriptures uh, to us and also um, just being able to share those amazing uh, facts and details as far as what's going on in the world. Thank you, brother. I thank you for picking this topic that we can uh, not scare people, but bring them hope. Amen. Amen. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. So uh, we, we want to encourage you to continue to get yourselves uh, in the word of God, study God's word and in prayer and be salt and light wherever you are. So Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. <laughs>